0: Day, every day, bam!
1: There it is. I'm good. Are you guys good? Yeah, we're good. Salty Dogs podcast,
0: bro. I just want to give. It I just want to give a praise report. We were, t- we were talking about this earlier, and uh, dude, just got to really give it up to the Lord for blessing and multiplying the local Taco Dicos. Um, really, just stepping up their game here in Wichita.
1: Say that one more time. <laughs> well, I said. See- <laughs> I do. You're do? looking right at me. I, even the, the Lord multiplied
0: what? <laughs> the local Taco Ticos.
1: They did not pay to have their name said on this podcast. I, I, I don't have to pay to
0: play with them, bro.
1: Like, Are you going to give online so that they... Oh, uh, mad dabs. <laughs> Taco Tico. That's mm. how you want to start just, our podcast. Just, <laughs> because I really. Because I can make an argument for, like... Million time better tacos in the city than Taco Tico, because mm. if we're going to talk tacos in Wichita, <laughs> yeah, but that's not necessarily where I would go with it.
0: Yeah, but you know, uh, the greatest of you would be the last. So whatever. Anyway, uh, that, that goes for tacos too. I'm am I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. I don't know. I mean,
1: back me up it's here, very somebody. Int- it's very, <laughs> it's very interesting that you started the podcast talking about food and thanking the Lord for Taco Tico because our topic today is living in a Babylonian culture. Wow. And so we'll actually talk about the king's food and the king's table.
0: Tell them who we got here at the table, yeah, by the way. At the, at at the, the table. At, not, the table yeah, at the podcast table. At the podcast table. At the, yeah. the
1: salty dog table. Who is it? It's Matthew Penner. Ooh. It's good to be here, guys. It's Matthew Penner. He's here. <laughs> He's back with us. We love this guy. Man.
2: It's been a while. whole season. Yeah. It has
1: been a whole season.
2: But we're here. So uh, I'm glad to be back with you guys.
0: Well, I'm glad that you're here. I don't know about Jason, but... You guys doing well?
1: No, I'm really glad he's here. I was just adjusting his mic.
0: (laughs) There, I had to fill in. I'm not very good at filler.
1: You're not? No. What are you good at? Not much. Casey, what's your role on this podcast? What's my role in life? I don't know. I don't care about your life. (laughs) I want to know how you do it, what your role is on the podcast.
0: I'm just kind of like the co-pilot. On the magic carpet ride, bro. I'm just backing you guys up. You know what I mean. Casey, I'm just. Here, I'm going to get
1: a bumper sticker that says Casey is my co-pilot. Yeah,
0: there you go. Casey.
1: Take Have the- you seen those bumper stickers that say Jesus <laughs> is my co-pilot? It's like yeah. no, Jesus is your <laughs> pilot, <laughs> man. Right? <laughs> He's Jesus, supposed to be up front.
0: Jesus, take the wheel. No, Ma- that, the steering
1: wheel. Jesus, Matthew. Have you ever had a cheesy Christian yeah. bumper sticker on any of your vehicles I ever? I have
2: not refused to do that.
1: Any, thi- any kind of like scripture magnets on your refrigerators? Or-
2: I think so. I'm doing okay. I, I don't know. <laughs> I might have owned some somewhere, but I don't think so. Never
1: a not Christian even a, bumper sticker. Not even a WWJD
0: bracelet, huh? Um,
2: I might have done one of those in college. Yeah, every, Dude, I had those back every, every in the day. Bro, I, I think I rep those. Everybody
0: can get down with those.
2: D- yeah. Totally grew up in the Christian culture, so I, yeah, we can go there. Gaither band. I'm there. Yeah. Christian culture, yeah. but I don't know about
0: the bumper stickers. So,
1: if there are any listeners left, I just want to let you know that, um, th- this is by far the most ridiculous intro we've ever had to any of our hey, podcasts. Man, what,
0: i do my best.
1: <laughs> you did. You did your best.
0: I can't wait to hear it with the music on it.
1: It's so good with the music. It's the music stuff. Yeah. It's great. Man. So, let me just tell you, um, Oh, gosh. What was it? Maybe two weeks ago, Matthew? Yep. You came and hung out ago. with Kim and I at our house, and um, you just kind of got to talking on this topic about. Must be nice. Yeah. Matthew Penner over to your house. Well, cause... do you remember when you used to live in my backyard and then you had all the chances in the world to come hang out with my family and I, and you, you took one every once in a while? Mm. Except Matthew makes it a point to come every Tuesday. Dang. So, yeah, there's that. I'm busy on Tuesdays anyway. <laughs>
0: it's Taco Tuesday at Taco Tico. That's why.
1: <laughs> This is absolutely ridiculous,
0: are we going anywhere guys are we
1: doing yeah, okay? we're, 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 yeah so 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 Matthew comes over and he and he uh he starts to tell us about his trip uh to Indonesia and just how, how the Lord had kind of um started revealing some things to you um before we dive in um so if you if you kind of picked up on season two and you're hearing Matthew Penner for the first time ever, uh I suggest you go back to season one. He's actually on two episodes. Um, one about kingdom living, and the other one uh, with James Weishar talking about the persecuted church. Yeah, and, that was a
0: gangster one, right? Yeah, there.
1: Yeah, Ma- Matthew Penner. He's a, he's a phenomenal guy. Um, he's a he's a disciple maker. He's a prayer warrior. He's a father in the faith. Um, he's a missionary. You're you're more than that. You want to tell us just a little bit about. Kind of of what, who you are?
2: Yeah, served with World Impact 17 17 years, and the last couple of years been walking with Sam McVeigh and Disciple Nations and just loving, loving all my brothers and getting to know many, many, many great people. But my heart's for the presence of God and leading people to his presence and passion for healing and deliverance, setting the captives free out of Isaiah 61. That really comes from my days among the broken with World Impact. But just see God inviting us into tools of healing, forgiveness, And so, yeah, been doing that. And um, even the last months, uh, one of my areas, I've been connecting that Tabor College and my um, old stomping ground there. So it's been good. Nice. He's
1: all over the place. Lots of people. I love people. Busy for the kingdom. Amen. Doing the work. Um, So, yeah, Matthew comes over. He spent some time in Indonesia. And he just starts sharing his heart with us um, about, and and he kind of throws out this phrase, like, Babylonian culture. And so we started to flesh that out just a little bit and uh, decided that uh, we would have him preach at the source on a Sunday morning at Disciple Community and give a sermon. And so uh, this podcast topic, actually, it, it flowed from his trip, and then it flowed from a sermon he gave, and then now it's flowing into the podcast. And I, I'm i really excited to dive into it. So I'm going to let you take it away. Tell us a little bit about um, what made you kind of choose this topic and some of the things you've been chewing on and wrestling with, and, and we're going to flesh that out.
2: Yeah, that's good, guys. Well, yeah, as a, as I think about it, honestly, this is a, a lot of years processing that really I would say, kind of hit in a in a deep way. In Indonesia, um, was there with a, with a friend of mine, and um, really, yeah, one of the thing just some discipleship. But my brother had passed away over there in Indonesia ten years ago, so we I was able to visit that in that area where he had lived. But um, yeah, when when the Spirit of God came on me kind of and brought an awakening and a refreshment even five years ago. I wrestled with this idea. I think then I used the word, what does it mean to be a priest upon the Lord, or a priest before the Lord. And we talk about the Levites, the priests in the Old Testament, and they always had to be kind of separate unto him. And so whether that would be through prayer and fasting in modern days, I was thinking, but I was even wrestling, God, do, do I wear clothes? What what kind of clothes? And so I was wearing lots of, like, seriously, Please, guys.
0: I'm sure his word was wear clothes, right? Well, I'm wearing clothes, oh, okay.
2: but do I wear lots of clothes? Like a, a priest would wear a collar, you know, and they have yeah. a simple outfit. So I'm like, do I wear grays? Like just simplicity is what I'm sure, going after. Sure,
1: sure. Yeah, I've, I've seen some guys like... Renowned preachers, what they they travel and they teach conferences and things like that. They just come out on stage like in blue jeans and black t shirts, trying to be simple, right? Right. Yeah. So
2: again, I this is me five years ago and really missed the boat in that. I don't think that's what Jesus was having me do, right? But so, anyways, it's been something that I've wrestled. But if I'm honest, probably the heart of it is is what I'm going to talk about. Or my what when we have a culture in America, it's a culture of excess. We have absolutely everything imaginable. I. I Fast food, right? We can go get any food imaginable right now. Or a Taco Tico. Taco Tico or any, anything. We put it on Sorry. a credit, co- credit card. I can also order any product and I can have it at my door in two days. Two days, yeah. Amazon Prime. With Amazon Prime. So I have yeah. absolutely everything. And on my smartphone, I can look yeah. up everything. And
1: So you're in Indonesia and you're kind of making some of these so comparisons. There. So and... that's
2: even in the background, this wrestling with that. So I get to Indonesia. Oh, okay, it's before. It's before this kind of wrestling was happening. My own heart, my own love for food, my own love kind of for excess. And yet, sensing that from Scripture, that the Lord's like, I need you focused on me, my kingdom, presence. So that's kind of this wrestling. And so have done fasting off and on. So that's kind of this tension that I've lived in, I would say, for years. And it really then boiled over. So I go to Indonesia and and if I'm honest, again, one of the things that I've struggled with is my health and energy. When I eat poorly, it affects my own health. There's oh, yeah. a dullness that comes over. I don't know if you guys can relate to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and so I think in that, um, I've known that the Lord wants me to be to be, to eat healthy. And and when I talk just dullness, maybe even a mental fog, but I'm saying a, a, a spiritual dullness when I just am constantly feeding my stomach.
1: Right. So when you say like, I know the Lord wants me to eat healthy, I mean that's a personal conviction, maybe something that He's revealed to you about yourself. And- uh,
0: I don't think it's I don't think it's self, it's a self thing. I think it honestly is a a, a a Christian lifestyle should be one that is embodied, or you know that is because uh, and that's funny that you're talking about you know diet because i mean god has been speaking to me very clearly about my diet as well and uh so on the right track i just don't think that's a personal choice i think that that's that should be uh a, a discipline in the life of a christian honestly if we're being if we're being
1: Sure. I just kind of wonder if, like, as a pastor from the stage, I say, eat this and don't eat that. I don't think you do.
2: Totally. I think there's a there's certain, and there's we have to be led by the Spirit in all of this, right? Um, I do think
1: we are the temple of
2: God, so I think we are going to process, Absolutely, and right. think what kind of food we want, and yeah, we can make arguments of sugar and all of that, but I think that part of what I'm saying is being led. So anyway, so that's kind of this tension. So I get to Indonesia, and... In that, I don't know where it started, but I think this was just a practical thing. I saw American capitalism all over in this country. I saw in this amazing country of beauty, um, there was the American excess, and there was every restaurant, Pizza Hut, Starbucks, everything was there, and people were loving the American diet. And, and, And so here they grow coffee. Think of the coffee. They're known for it. And yet, not local coffee. We've got to go eat Starbucks coffee, and it just it just thinking. Why do I have to have a five dollar Starbucks coffee in Indonesia? And yet, I'm thinking, well, American culture thinks we need to sell you on that 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 our coffee's be- the best, right? And again, this isn't a, saying blasting Starbucks by by any means. That's not what. Dude, this shoot is. them
0: down, bro. <laughs>
2: that is not. I love Starbucks, and and so. But my point is just this, this materialism, this excess that I'm seeing over there, and yet if I'm looking at the local people making, you know, a buck a day, $5, you know, maybe $5 a day is average minimum wage. They're just, they have none of that. There's a simplicity in their living. And yet here's America trying to export, export all this stuff, McDonald's, trying to get people right. to do that. So that's, I'm just wrestling with some of sure. that and so then that gets to this phrase i use a phrase the babylonian culture and so i could unpack that biblically a little bit and then yeah, tie yeah. these two points sure
1: yeah you want to you sound- want jump in that sounds you- good yeah i think so when you when you preached you went to daniel one and uh, you know we had we had talked about we just kind of had some conversation we were chewing on you know what does it mean to be drunk on the culture what does it mean to have your focus on babylon and not on the kingdom and and to to live in it, and then how much does it affect us, all that stuff. So when you started teaching on it, and you went to Daniel 1, and you were kind of just reading through it, it's like my eyes were just starting to... I mean, it was like the the perfect passage to the, uh, that embodies everything that we were talking about in our conversation. So yeah, I definitely think... Uh, look at Daniel one and then maybe we we just we're gonna walk through some verses and unpack some of it and have some conversation around it.
2: Yeah, and let me just say up front, when I say I, I'm not in anyone from the beginning making a, a, a statement that America is Babylon from the scriptures. This right. is not a prophetic I'm talking right, right, about right. the culture that we don't live we are we are a journey meant, we're disciples on this journey of the kingdom of God and our loyalty and focuses in the kingdom. And I'm just so but just, there are
0: certainly parallels.
2: I think we can talk parallels I for sure. Can, there are, yeah.
0: I, and uh, but yeah. you're not—he's not. hes you are not, you're not
1: interpreting we, yeah. this passage to mean well, this America. This is this, right, this yeah. is America. That's exactly. But there I are just, some parallels that we're going to
0: draw There's going to be
2: cultural so. parallels, and so that's all totally. I want to wanted to make a distinction. For sure. Of. Yeah. So. Totes. All right. So Daniel one. Um, so I'll just start at verse one, and I'll kind of probably read through verse eight. But if you guys want to jump in at any point, we want to stop. I'll maybe make a couple comments as we we go. So this is um, Israel. Is um, um, this, this um, God's people? Are have been um, the temple, and they've been carried away from um, from Jerusalem, and here they find themselves living in Babylon. So, in the third year of the reign of Je- Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord delivered Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand along with some of the articles from the temple of God. These he carried off to the temple of his God in Babylonia and put in the treasure house of his God. So then the king ordered Ashpenes, chief of his court officials, to bring into the king's service some of the Israelites from the royal family and the nobility. Young men, without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace. He was to teach them the language and literature of the Babylonians. So he's teaching them culture, how to how yeah. to live not in this Jewish culture where they have lived, but how do you live in, in this, this right. Babylonian culture? Right. So it says the king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table. So they're having everything they want, right? Yeah. Um, the King had it all and they're getting whatever level, whatever amount. Um, and it's interesting. It says they were to be trained for three years. So when we think I just, the comment I made on Sunday, isn't it interesting? They're trying to train them for three years in this opposite culture. And Jesus trained the disciples in the kingdom culture for three years. I just thought it was kind of a fun. Paradigm. And then they, they
1: entered were, into the King service
2: and then they entered the King service. That's gangster. Uh, that was, that was fun.
1: Is that what that is?
0: Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. There was no
1: other adjective. Gangster all, was the
0: one that... That's the one I chose. Okay. That's so verse
2: fine. Verse 6. I approve. Among, among those who were chosen were some from Judah. So Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. The chief official gave him new names to Daniel, the name Beltesazar, to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. But here's the key verse. It says, but Daniel resolved... Not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. And he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. Now, God had caused the official to show favor and compassion to Daniel. And so it goes on, we can unpack. But here's Daniel that has, he's living in a foreign country. He had restrictions from his God. There was all the Jewish ways of eating. We know what would have been kosher. Right, and yeah. here, here he can now eat any food. No one's watching. There's there the temple's destroyed. Um, the there's Lord.
1: A, there's only two other guys from his culture with him. Three, or yeah,
2: three, three other guys. Three other but Yeah, guys. his yeah, four yeah, guys. They're the favored guys. But they could have ate and had as much of their food as they want, and be educated in his culture. And yet, from the beginning, he says, "No, we're going to reject the wine. We're going to reject this choice food." And we're going to live separate, holy. We're going to be remaining faithful to our, to our God.
0: It's interesting to me that that's a culture of captivity, too, that they were, trying, that they were being forced to learn.
2: Yeah, culture of captivity, which, yeah, who knows? They're, they're cultures of literature. their religious culture, ways of fighting. We know the Babylonians were, were ruthless. Systems of money. It's the system of the world, right? Mm. And they're in captivity, and yet maybe could have totally given up hope and said, yeah, and you and I'm just processing this a little bit. What do we do when we give up hope? We love food, don't we? Right. We love our comfort
1: food. We gorge ourselves on food and wine, food and drink.
2: Food and wine, and we love that. And, and so here are these guys being separate
1: to the Lord. It, it It's so easy for those who feel the pressure and the burden of some sort of captivity, lack of freedom. So easy for us to indulge on the things that are there in that place of captivity rather than reject them
2: yeah and i think it's just a i think we it's that's yeah a little bit tying it to our culture we justify it and we just yeah again i don't want to get so legalistic on what we can and can't eat that's this of easy course. thing but the reality is when do we talk about our diets and, and it's just like don't let's
0: not talk about that yeah it's like yeah don't tell me what to put in my fridge bro you know <laughs> Seriously though, and I'm and I'm saying I I think it is it's you know and I and I and I don't like when people say, oh well you go to that and you choose or if you if you have a stark word from the Lord that this is important because it is. Uh, you know, to fall back on, oh, well, that's legalism. I don't want to be legalistic, but I don't think, I think that if you're hearing this and you're hearing legalism, that, you know, your your head's in the wrong place as it is because this is an important word. And I think, just like I had told you just a minute ago, that this diet is important. Being healthy is important. Uh, Separating yourself is important. Fasting is like a discipline. And it's funny how when you fast, it trains you, it trains you spiritually to resist temptation in other areas. You know what I mean? And that comes, comes from fasting from food. It's really interesting uh, to me. You know the, those those kind of parallels. You know,
2: totally, I get. It. So let me draw then one more one more part. Then, so we're obviously talking about the food nutrition because Daniel makes a point. But the other part is is they're trying to train. Babylon's be taking them, the Jewish culture, and they're trying to make them like Babylonians. It's assimilation. Assimilation. So here's my, right. my thing. What is the goal of, of an American culture? And so let me just bring up one other thing. We can go into many ways in technology, but I look at what is being broadcasted over our news. Every single TV show possible, everything on social media, every kind of music, we are absolutely inundated by media. And what's the message? What are the goals that, you know, we we could I don't know to go too far down a rabbit trail, but it's coming out more and more. These social media, they know that it's addicting. People I've read articles where people from the own companies are not right. letting their own kids right. get on uh-huh. so and so these these very things that we're on are absolutely sucking us in over and over to mm-hmm. check. And right. so what's what is that doing to our minds if we're trying to be alert in a kingdom culture, not yeah. so much in this american whatever culture
0: the entire thing is is a and I've said this before and i you know uh it's a it's a it's a satanic system designed for one thing which is to and I'm not saying oh satanic because it worships Satan. I'm saying it's a it's a it's a it's a tool and an instrument designed false to do, kingdom. Yeah, it's it's designed to get you to do one thing, and that's to get you distracted from from God. That's the, that's the word. That's the entire Distra- distractions. That's the, this word, but in God's word, and I just had this conversation earlier with some other people. But focus. It says keep your gaze fixed in keep front straight. of you. Do not look to the left, and do not look to the right, but stay right in front of you and if you can get your focus left or right sooner or later your body your feet are going to start moving that direction
2: yeah i love casey absolutely that's the word i didn't get it to it and that's the word i'm saying if jesus wants us focused on him this kingdom clarity being sober minded first peter often talks right Mm. we could go through be therefore prepare your minds for action be sober minded be clear so the enemy is trying to not make me that. He's trying to dole me, and he will use, again, food, media, anything to dole me and distract me from So being from sober Jesus. is
0: more than just alcohol. It's actually uh, it's a plethora of right. things. We just, like, we just like to make everything about, about alcohol, but when the fact of the matter is that there's many different vices. You know. Well,
1: there are times where I'm not sober-minded because I've gorged myself on certain foods, and I've drank so much caffeine that I can't even think straight.
2: That's a real thing, yeah. That's a real thing. Dang,
1: yeah. So, can can we move forward? Yeah, just keep, I, I don't know keep that we going. have to. We have to to read it all, but just to to move forward in the scripture, um, because I think this 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 will make a great point. So then Daniel tells the guard, "I don't want to eat the king's food. Let me and my my guys eat only fruit and vegetables for the next ten days." Right? Kind of as a test. Kind of as a test. He says, "And we're gonna look, we're gonna look healthier than the other guys." And so the the um, court official says, yeah, that's fine. So he lets them eat fruit and vegetables um, for 10 days. And it says at the end of the 10 days, they looked healthier. Um, but then even after that, it said to these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. And so it was interesting that they were um, in within captivity, were taken into the king's house to be educated with the cultures, literature, and, um, and and education. But then when they decided, even just in the small thing, to not defile themselves with the food, the Lord increased their capacity to understand... A plethora. A plethora. He,
2: well, and, and read verse, verse 20. It says, Then in every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters in his whole kingdom. So, right. so not only are they a little bit ahead, they're literally ten times more ten times. Ten times yeah. this-
1: And and so here's the thing. It, now you can argue science in this mo- in this Time where it's just like well fruit and vegetables and you know if you source from the right place and you eat the right things your brain's going to be healthier so probably increasing your capacity to understand and learn but this is a supernatural act because God gave them wisdom and understanding and I think that stemmed not from the vitamins they were putting into their the body vitamins, yeah. and the tox the vitamins and and the toxins that they were keeping out of their body and who knows how toxic the king's food was because A you mentioned obedience, bro. it's right yeah it's probably not like it wasn't processed food it was just other things rich food rich food but it was an issue of their heart saying no we're going to reject this because it's it's not it's not our culture it's not what our god has commanded it's what these captors are trying to um lure us into and even like fatten us up with but then when they rejected that which probably would have been seen as rich and great and something to be desired and consumed, they rejected it. And in in doing so, the Lord saw their heart and then incre- gave them increase in health and knowledge and wisdom and understanding. Man. So when we reject the education, the literature, the things of,
2: of, this world. of
1: this world, so we're not saying that reading books is bad. We're not saying Wikipedia is bad. We're not saying school is bad. But what we are saying is that the desire should be to gain the wisdom of God over the wisdom of the world
2: well I think let's just let's be honest then so what's discipling us what's discipling our yeah, knowledge right Are, am I being discipled I mean how many what's the amount of hours media is discipling my thinking it's unreal or bro. my kids or how much is the church it's unreal the king? it's I don't think and let's just be honest us three I'm not even talking no I'm, I'm not
0: talking about anybody but myself because my I just own. sat here and ate some chicken fingers bro and they were delicious but dude you know and like, so
2: how much time and we when we talk about oh I'm not feeling and the and
0: resources and re- and resources, you know what I mean. Like what we give our resources to is the, the same thing. And it's so. It- yeah, go ahead. Sorry, no, 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 you're good. Keep going. I just it was. It's interesting to me that all throughout the Bible, you know, when they were in when they were taking over lands, or even when they were getting captured by lands, God's word was always the same, which is do not intermingle with the culture. You know, so in times of victory and in times of defeat, the word is still the same. Do not intermingle with the culture. You know. Wow.
1: Yeah, don't marry into, yeah, don't marry into the the uh, surrounding nations because it always leads to idolatry. Because well, it leads it to does,
2: idolatry. does. And it's just again, Jesus is looking for a pure and spotless bride. It was through the people of Israel. Now it's the church, the kingdom people, and he and we are to be called out. First Peter says to be a, a, a royal kingdom of priests. We've been holy, we've been set apart. So I again, Everybody works this out. What that looks like? The the easy thing is, I grew up and again in a midnight culture. Mine wasn't the uber legalistic, but um, some brands of the Mennonites, they wore caps, they didn't play cards, they didn't they drove buggies. See, there's there's ways we can work that out. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying be active in culture work. I'm just saying, what does it mean in your job, in ministry, at school, to not go just agree with everything that's going on there?
1: Right. So it just made me think of a phrase and 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 you can react to this phrase however you like but when it comes to so so I was thinking about Romans chapter 14 I think it's 14 and it's where um Paul starts to talk to the Romans about um some are eating vegetables only and some are eating vegetables and meat and so that the one the one that is immature or the one that's mature should like bear with the feelings of the ones that are Uh, immature and so he talks about what we resolve in our heart to do we ought to do and that we're blessed if we have a clear conscience before God in in the things that we do and so basically he's saying it's like it's it's not a sin to eat meat and it's not a sin to eat only vegetables but you resolve within your heart with the Lord what is sin for you in in that in that specific area and so I think that we have to resolve in our own hearts what the Lord has impressed upon us and not impressed upon us. And we have to, in, in essence, it's okay for us to be legalistic with ourselves and set up a law, but...
0: But not with others. Well, yeah. Yeah, so...
1: Yeah, so, so if I know the Lord has shown me certain things to do or not to do... um, And, and so, what does it say in Hebrews? It says, let us cast off every hindrance and the sin that so easily entangles us. So there's hindrances and there's sin. There's a distinction. Scripture is very clear about what is sin, and it's not clear about what is a hindrance. And I think, or or maybe it is and I'm missing it, but I think it's the the Holy Spirit's role in our life to show us those things that are hindrances. Hmm. And so if Matthew sugars a hindrance for you, and gluten is a hindrance for you caffeine is a hindrance for me instagram is a hindrance for me right well then i ought to resolve in my own heart to cast off that restraint and run the race versus me trying to take what is convicting to me and then place that as an absolute law on others hmm. I think Does that makes really good i yeah.
2: think i think we do that I think it's just easy. We find something that works for us, and then we, we want to make systems, and we try to get everybody else on it. We try to hear,
1: but yeah. So let me tell you a real quick story because I think this this makes a lot of sense, and it's really interesting in the way that the Lord speaks to us and shows us things. So my wife, Kim, um, she had been feeling just over the past six to eight months, just on and off, the Lord is telling her that she needed, uh, was telling her and leading her to fast from um Blue cheese, specifically, kind of weird. Blue cheese and mushrooms. And so she's like, well, Lord, that's kind of a weird thing to fast from. And so she will fast for a while, and then she'll eat it again. She'll fast for a while, she'll eat it again. Well, she started to realize that after eating blue cheese or after eating mushrooms, that certain part of her throat and like in her cheeks would start to swell up. And she was having allergic reactions to these things. And so she's saying, this must be why the Lord's telling me to fast from these things. Well, she's allergic to penicillin, and after doing a little bit more research, she realized that some of the same fungus or whatever it is that's a part of penicillin is found in blue cheese and found in mushrooms. And so her being allergic to that, the Lord would impress upon her heart to fast from those things because they were having adverse effects on her body, and now she's completely off of them because the Lord has impressed it upon her not to eat those things. Yeah,
2: so that, Isn't that interesting? Is I just, interesting? I just got
0: handled, so I don't know I don't even know what I'm doing on this podcast. Right. Honestly.
1: <laughs> That's pretty wild, huh? Yeah. And so it's one of those things where the Lord's going to show us and he's going to speak to us. And obviously Daniel's like, for whatever reason, he's like, I'm not going to do this. Yeah, so I you think know?
2: in all of it is we've got to be set apart. And the question that I'm saying, are we in this culture of excess? Are we open to saying no in certain areas or where the Lord, where we can even hear the Lord? telling us one of one of the favorite books that really did spark me in some of this was a book um, called, by Reese Reese House's biography in this um, book called Intercessor it just was radical 100 years ago lived in Wales but one of the things he would do is the lord would have him do some things completely radical and one of them was he couldn't cut his hair for a long time he couldn't he'd eat one day a week i mean it's just these radical things It's just how obedient was he going to be and he would totally look as a misfit in town, but he was willing to obey the voice. Well, if I said, Hey, I read a book like that and say, Well, I can't shave my beard at all, or we can't put some law, that's, that's not the point. Although I do. When wanna... was
1: the last time you shaved your beard? I do trim my beard. <laughs> you trim it. Mm.
2: <laughs> but there, again, we, it's easy. We want to find something that worked for them and then copy them. And I think what I'm saying in this is we need to follow the voice of God. We want to hear. And are we willing to discipline ourselves? That's the key for obedience right it's, it's discipline no it's, matter what it
0: looks like it's always it's always discipline
2: so let's just be honest we love everything don't we we love taco yeah. tico i love our flesh loves. I, don't, I don't
0: love taco tico anymore
2: Amen. consider yourself i've reprimanded yeah and transformed.
0: i've been yeah handled um yeah i i repent
2: but we yeah <laughs> that i've we we love
1: our flesh we do, you know, and, 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 and that's the question. and we
2: celebrate
0: it. I can be a foodie
2: in this culture. I have I, I have a term, right? We have so much of it that I can even describe us not just liking food. I'm actually a foodie. I'm an right, expert yeah. on rich yeah. right. foods. So so we Again, can no judgment if you're a foodie we, listening. I right. love you.
1: We can we can take anything that we've maybe idolized or have partaken in in excess and then we can spin it to sound like a good thing right so i play a lot of video games no i'm a gamer i'm a gamer oh i man, i we um even the media starts to advertise to us now to binge these shows right youtube will say these shows are binge worthy right it's the binge worthy category and we're just like oh yeah we're going to we're going to binge on netflix this weekend or i'm a foodie or i'm a connoisseur i'm a coffee aficionado i'm a this i'm a that and we we tack on these words to these idols to make it sound okay and again and i'm not saying if you like coffee if you watch net but we all know within our heart what we do too much and what takes our focus yeah away i mean i, I bet you if the there's father, people right?
0: listening right now they're like dang i know exactly they know exactly what every yeah exactly we you all know, have those areas we yeah. all
1: have those areas yeah and so that's the that's the tough question is um, what if what have we consumed from the king's table and we what do we continue to consume and enjoy
2: I can share kind of an embarrassing, fun story. You guys okay with this? And this was honestly a a two-week, so there's another part, so I'm talking about food technology. But here's the other one that I've had to wrestle. I love sports. I love games. I grew up watching Tabor, and my, my or I went to college watching KU with my dad. So it's a big part of my bonding experience with my dad watching the Royals. And so um, I grew up, yeah, this KU basketball fan, all right? Yeah. And so, again, is there anything wrong with sports? Well, we can overemphasize, but listen, we all love games, and some of us like sports. We like playing. So here it is, KU, and um, I think I was in a, so this is maybe 10 years ago, maybe eight to nine years ago, KU's playing in March Madness. I happen to be in a worship band. This is during World Impact in Toomey. There's a conference, and Ku's playing um, in the March Madness. So this is you know. So here we are, the whole season. They're yeah. favored to win the tournament, and now I've got to leave. I had watched the whole game. Ku's getting upset as they love to do often. They get upset, <laughs> and they're down. Should be winning this game, and now I'm practicing and getting ready for a set and guess what i've got under my leg and guess what i'm consumed by while worship while we're getting ready uh-huh. all i can think about is That's this game. KU game Yeah, and it's going on and i'm checking the scores KU loses and my heart sinks uh, yeah from from them losing but then if i'm honest it was like i get out of that you guys and it was like i'm really sick like wow i'm I really, this is just, it's maybe it's embarrassing if you've been, no judgment. I'm just like, I'm really sick. And if you all think I'm weird, well, it's just, that's me being honest eight years ago. And so to be honest, it's been a journey to say, yeah. And, and so now when, when anything sports happens, it's just, I'm pretty numb to it because I don't care. It's just like, there's so much more infinite. Again, that's a silly thing, but that shows we can get so consumed with our, our games, yeah. or activities, food, that, that was just a pretty sick well, you, example for me. You
1: know, honestly, one of the reasons that I kind of stopped watching um, any kind of sport is, one, because I'm from Houston. And and they suck at everything. The, the only thing we have to celebrate recently was uh, the Houston Astros. But um, the the Houston Texans, I mean, they've been terrible for years, and they've had some years. But um, I get so consumed um, when I turn the TV on and I watch a football game, and I realized how much it started to affect me when my team would lose and it would literally change my mood. It was like in in scripture I think there's there's a phrase somewhere where it says and his countenance fell. <laughs> and my team would lose and my countenance would fall. And it was like it was bad. It was it was terrible because I would literally be physically affected by whether or not a football team won. And you know, forget the joy of the lord is my strength, right? <laughs> whether or not my football team wins is, is, was a source of my happiness. And, and I had to kind of, kind of stop that. Um, but let me back up just a little bit. I wanted to share a little bit of my personal journey just with media because it's, I just thought about this one day because I got to a point to where I know that I was so addicted to social media. Mm. I wrestled in my own heart for two years, uh, whether or not I should delete my Instagram account, even though it was causing me to fall, um, in my heart with my eyes. And, um, I started thinking about that and I thought, you know what? I remember when I was in sixth grade and they stuck me on a computer and I started drawing, um, on this computer and then, uh, the teacher saw that I could draw well on the computer in this program. So then he started me doing these like CAD drawings. And so then all through, Middle school, I did these CAD drawings and, you know, went to state competitions and won awards and things like that. I mean, whatever. I, I probably drew like a couple squares in a circle and they were like, yeah, you. But um, I remember being on that. And then when I when I was in uh, like seventh grade, eighth grade, we got a computer and we had AOL. And so I got on America online and I would get on chat rooms and I would, you know, message these people and be in these chat rooms and look at pictures and get email and do all these things. And next thing you know, I'm in high school and I'm going for computer programming and then I get into, um, Photoshop and then I go to college and then, you know, I get, I start doing graphic design and just like my entire life I've spent on a screen, click, 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 scroll, 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 and then phones come out and then apps come out and then social media comes out, my space. You know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Napster. Tumblr, Flixer, Flix, yeah, Flixster, whatever—all of these apps that I just continue to consume and consume and consume—and I realized one day I've been groomed the majority of my life to depend on a screen.
0: Dude, I asked you that too. I was like, dude, how many how many hours accumulatedly of your life? I have no idea. Yeah, you know what I mean. I was just—I just thought that. I don't know why. I just really thought. I was like, Man, and that's it's a like, really interesting I mean, now I, ask I make yeah. a living off of that's what you, yeah, design and life, video yeah. and stuff,
1: but I just realized one day how deep that addiction went for me. It's a part of who
2: you are and where you've right. been not just at school. It's been some of your success, some of your identity, hasn't
1: it? Well, it's the education, the literature. Think about how much of this stuff we just read in Daniel that we can actually consume through a screen now. Think about this hashtag, hashtag food porn. Have you heard of this hashtag? I haven't. Yeah, that's no. a thing. People will post pictures of their food and they'll, they'll they, hashtag. They call food, it food porn. Hashtag food porn. So that you lust with your eyes over a plate of food on a social media account. How crazy is that? It's just kind of crazy to think about when you talk about it just in normal context. Like, I'm, this is a thing.
0: I'm trying to disconnect from the matrix right now, bro. <laughs> well, so here here and <laughs> all the this. Pills so, at, dude.
1: so here we go. So this is the thing. Why I
2: bring this up? We want to be locked on the kingdom of God. Right. We want to hear his voice. And so maybe what is let's talk. What are what are some things you guys have do we're all in the wrestle. We're owning this. Right. But what are some things? And so for me, it looks food-wise, it's a couple quick things. No sugar. And no flour, right? Those are the things that just affect my own mind. No you. gluten. Me. Right. So I've done that. Is anything else for you guys food? You know, you talked about Kim. Has there been things you've said, you know, when I eat these things or is there anything food-wise?
1: I, I, I hate to even say it. And I, it. over the past three or four years, I've done, I've done where I've gotten off of coffee for like 30 days and I feel fantastic. And it's... So you think caffeine's a big thing for you? Caffeine's a big thing for me. Oh, I'm super addicted. Yeah. I... You know, it's, it's one of those things where, um, having done some certain type of stimulant drugs in my past that when you get a really strong cup of coffee, there's, there's a moment where your brain's going probably a hundred miles an hour and you think to yourself, I need another cup of coffee at, at the height of what it's caused to your mind. You think I need to keep this going Mm -hmm. and it, it's. If you know what I'm talking about, it's very reminiscent of some of those late evenings where you've ingested um, illegal stimulants. You mean early mornings. <laughs> or early mornings or whatever it is. But I've made connections in my brain to illegal drugs from sometimes having ca- too much coffee. Yeah, stimulant.
0: it's strange how that stuff's connected too. Can you believe that? Yeah, well, I mean, I can not believe it.
2: Well, and and it's it, if we're going to get into the brain science, it's all those it's same all, areas. Yeah, it's
0: the same area being affected. I found that uh, for a little bit I went, you know... Uh, we were doing, I've done a couple of different ones, like keto and stuff like that. But I found, uh, when I stopped eating meat for a little bit and well, I I ate fish, but I I started, my performance at work had, had went, had boosted. I, you know, I just kind of cut clean from a lot of things. And of course not back on it, but I'm really rethinking my position again, but I'll tell you what, I got really convicted. Uh, we went to see, um, and this is like this is just one of those things i 'm like I need to be obedient because for some reason i've just been like with the people at my work you know in in, in my line of work, a lot of the guys are vegan or or uh, vegetarian, you know what I mean uh, I'm a tree guy, so you know all these guys oh are they yeah they're all you Without know
1: that whole culture huh?
0: yeah, yeah, you know that whole culture, but anyway, so
1: um
0: i've just diet's diet lately has been I've been talking to a lot of guys at work and just talking to my friends about it you know it's just been a real and I got really convicted because we went to this uh we went to that. What was that? That thing that we went to, with uh, all um, outcry. Yeah, outcry. Yeah. And there's some people handing out these, and you know, there's people laughing at them when they were handing them these these pamphlets. But the pamphlet was about uh, going vegetarian as a respect for God's creation. And I read this pamphlet because of the violence that were, that is being enacted on like a, a consumer. Or when they when they when they breed animals for yeah. con, cons, mm-hmm. uh, for consuming, not True. just just not just a farm where they have animals yeah. and they, you know that's I know people but, who've but done do, that yeah and it's and yeah. I don't know I read that pamphlet and other people were laughing at them, dude but I felt like really convicted in my spirit I was like dude this is wrong like what they were doing what they do to these animals and like how these animals are living I mean it's cool like hunt and stuff I'm 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 all, I'm all down with that but man like I was I was really convicted and I just I guess so this is one of those things uh what am I gonna do am I gonna listen to the, to the to the word of the Lord, which I felt convicted in my spirit, and I guess this podcast answers that for me. So, yeah. dang it, boys!
2: <laughs> well, I think it is. It's easy to just again, and then we have so much information, and we just go on to the next thing. Yeah, and right? so, I, and, and so. I only
0: say that because I wanted to. Be, I want to be practical, right? So, people are listening to our podcast, are like, well. Now, what do I do? Well, hey, man, this is this is like what I got convicted on, and I'm gonna make a I'm gonna well, make a step forward. You it's know? heed
1: the voice of the Lord, right? Exactly. And I,
0: I, it's I got convicted, and I'm gonna be like, okay, well. Well, let's let's see what that looks like. Just like your wife was convicted about uh, you know blue cheese and mushrooms, we'll right. see what happens.
1: Yeah, and for her now, it's not even a you know it's not even a dietary choice. It's not like oh I'm trying to lose weight. It's I cannot eat this because it it's not adversely affects yeah. my body.
2: Well, and again, what if there's something you could say I can't live without? I can't live without my Diet Coke. What what is it? My Netflix. What is? And I think maybe you say, well, what if the Lord would want to give that up yeah. for a season or.
0: Or, you know, and I'll be honest, craft beer. Uh, dang, you know, yeah, uh, okay. You know, things like that. That's mm-hmm. that's what I can't I, – I mean, I, I love craft beer. Right. You know, uh, just because – just like the entire experience of it, like breweries and stuff like that, you know, and, and just people trying their own thing. I love the culture of it. Right, you know, of, yeah, of, there's of, of yeah. There's a whole community around it. There's a community, not just, oh, I'm going to get a six-pack and getting hammered. No, it's but, the
1: – So, so let, let's do something before we close because um, – I think we need to nail down the intention and the purpose behind all of this. And I think you kind of mentioned it right up front. But the, the here's the truth of the matter is we are um, professing believers in Christ. We are professing disciples, right? I'm a disciple uh-huh. of the Lord Jesus. I'm on mission in this world. I I pray your will on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come, your will be done. And so when I when I say your kingdom, your will – when I pray those things and I say those things and we agree with those things as disciples and believers, essentially what we're doing is is we're giving up our rights to anything of the earth, of the earthly kingdom, and we're giving up our rights to anything that is not God's will. When we come into agreement with that and we profess that. Whatever that may be. Whatever that may be. Personally for and,
0: our, in, in our life.
1: Right. And so the Lord, well, I think um, scripture is pretty clear about what things or some things are kingdom and some aren't they're black and white. Like, you know, we're not going to murder. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to do these things. We're not going to commit adultery, whatever. We're, we don't seek to do those things. Um, but when we're, I, I think at the bottom of all of this, we, everyone at this table and probably everybody listening truly desires to serve the Lord with their whole heart, mind and strength and, and soul, right? Like with everything that we are, <laughs> we want, we want to serve the Lord. Um, and I think there are things that we've experienced, um, in our own lives that the Lord has said, you know, you need to let this go. And so it's not a matter of just calling out all of these things because they're inherently bad. It's a matter of us saying we want to fix our eyes on the Lord, the author and perfecter of our faith. We don't want to look to the left or look to the right. We want to follow him. And we just admit as believers at the table and disciples that there have been some things that have been stumbling blocks and there have been some addictions and there have been some things that we've idolized and some ways that we've allowed the culture to influence us in a negative way and we want to move forward from right. that
0: right and person and, and move move forward with the people that are listening that that is the, I think that was the point of us all and the point of Matt you know bringing up hey what do you guys what personally in your own personal life just so that people have, that are listening have a you know they have an, a context yeah, yeah a context yeah. and yeah. and we're moving forward with them bro we're all united in Christ I don't know these I don't know all these people that are listening bro but we're unified with them Right. and so what is that in their life I don't know whatever the lord tells you you know
2: So, yeah, I have just one last verse I could read just even to summarize this. I think the New Testament. So John writes, um, John the Beloved at the end of, well, whenever he wrote, I I know Revelation was at the end of his life, but here we are. This is in the Passion Translation. So 1 John 2, he says, Don't set the affections of your heart on this world or in loving the things of this world. The love of the Father and the love of the world are incompatible. For all that the world can offer us, the gratification of the flesh, the allurement of the things of the world, the obsession with status and importance, none of these things come from the Father but from the world. Babylon culture, right? The system of the world. The world and its desires are in the process of passing away but those who love to do the will of the Lord and live forever. So that's what I'm just at my heart saying, Lord, I I want to love, I want my passion, I want to love you and do your will so that all these temporal, very, very temporal passions just fade and that what consumes me is a burning passion for Jesus, for the lost, for his kingdom. So that's my amen there.
1: Amen. Tell me real quick, because I started reading this book and, um, and I got into it and it was really hitting me. And then who knows, life happened, or I started playing Subway Surfer before I went to sleep. Because this <laughs> happens. Um, it it's the um, the book by Lou Engel is called The Nazarite Vow. Is that what it was called?
2: Yeah, I think so. I could, yeah, yeah. It's it's, like it's on the Nazarite <clears throat> vow. It's on being so. That's the quick. It's the Nazarites. It was this vow that Samson and the others not cutting your no hair, cutting hair, hair yeah. um, no alcohol to their lips. And I think basically what, what this this author, Lou Engel, who's led prayer, 40 days of fasting in the, um, for America to turn back to the Lord, yeah. is saying, hey, what's the Nazarite vow? What does this vow look like? Not necessarily cutting her, but it's being holy and separate unto and separate. the Lord. So I think this and, is getting at the same thing.
1: And that's I think that's what it's all about. Like this entire podcast falls yep. into the into the vein of sanctification. How is the Lord continuing to take us through the furnace and burn off the impurities and sanctify us, right? Because scriptures tells us that we as the bride will be presented as holy and blameless without spot or blemish and will be presented as a radiant church, right? This, this beautiful bride presented um, to Christ. And so he's washing us, right? He's, he's um, sanctifying us. He's breaking off all these things, all this, these idols, these sins, these addictions, these hindrances, all the things that are still left in us. It's an act of grace and it's an act of mercy. It's not an act of, um, it's not domineering in, in essence, but it's an act of love when he sees the way that things affect us and affect us adversely. He loves us enough to give us that little bit of a nudge in our spirit and say, Hey, you need to check this. And it moves his heart. Amen. It's so good. Are you okay over there, Casey? He's thinking.
0: Yeah. It's, I'm good, good, bro. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm
1: good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah, Lord, help us to uh, to uh cast off the hindrance that so easily entangles us. And and really, truly. So, you know, when I think about this stuff, there's been, there's been multiple times where I've stopped this or I've stopped that. But then I just start again. Mm. And there's the voice of Satan in my ear that says, you're just going to give it up again and then you'll pick it up again. You're not going to have true freedom. You're not really going to walk. Um, the way the Lord wants you to you you know you're you're not going to be able to achieve that you 'll never change this is just part of who you are you 'll never be able to give up Netflix or not have to depend on a computer to make your living or you know you 'll never be able to give up social media because there 's always going to be something to tie you to it it 's just all nonsense like and so we just need to come against all that yep. that amen. that lie right and just really believe that the Lord can give us freedom
0: amen amen.
1: It sounds like Matthew's ready to go. He's just like, no, "I'm yeah, good." I'm done. No, 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 I'm good. <laughs> do you have any closing remarks, Matthew? I'm
2: good. I, 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 think I do want to end. The Lord is with us, and there's, there's a, a grace, and He loves us. I, I, he does want our heart, and it's just a searching of our hearts and being open. And so, I think that's, that's where we're at. Lord, search us. You know me. The end of Psalm 139, and there's things where my affections have been on the world. Then, then divide those Hebrews 4, dividing soul and spirit, and that I'd be, be in Jesus.
1: Yeah, amen. Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate all of our listeners out there in Spotify land and iTunes world and Google Play land and listen to us on Stitcher and iHeartRadio and SoundCloud and Castbox and all these other places. Where, floating worldwide, dude, baby. Where I people, ain't hard to find, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty great. That's good stuff, crazy, dude. Yeah, yeah. You can uh, check out saltydogspodcast.com. dot com. You can drop us a line shoot us a message you can find us on facebook as Do well it. at salty dogs cast i've had a few people reach out thanks so much drop for a line let us know that you're listening yeah you, love you from you're the
0: like looking in your you yeah know, you're like at me yeah i'm talking yeah, to you drop you. us a line bro or yeah. sister yeah, you yeah thank know?
1: you guys so much our listeners are the best we hope that you're blessed too blessed to be stressed <laughs>